Hi there, this is Pedro. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up that there are some important but at times difficult topics discussed during these episodes surrounding pregnancy. That's more around minutes 25 to 28. So if you think that that's going to cause some negative emotions or memories for you, you might want to skip that. But whether you do or you don't, um, we welcome you to stay and uh, listen to this episode with us. And we wish you all the best. Stay tuned. Thank you. Welcome to the Foreigners and Fathers podcast, where two nerdy parents take on the quest of parenthood. This is a podcast where we will share and compare our experiences when it comes to life as immigrants, new parents, and some other things in between. Welcome to episode 9, Homebrewing Character Options, also known as Pregnancy. So, Bruno, how are you? How are you doing? Uh, fine. I'm... Very tired because I had a terrible night, unrelated to babies, as I kept waking myself up with cough. Which, now that I think about it, I don't know if it's unrelated to baby or not, because you might be the one who brought the virus home. But, uh, yeah, tired. And also, like, very, very hot, and not in the good way. This day has been amazingly blazing hot, which is not... Oh, yeah, there's been a bit of a heat wave, hasn't there? A little bit, Jesus. But yeah, no, other than that, fine, thank you. How about you, didn't, man? How you been? Hang on, didn't we come to the UK and thinking that it was going to be, you know, colder and rainier and everything, and suddenly yes. it's so hot? So yes, what's up mate. with that? No, I know, I remember the first year I got here, and it was April, and actually it reached 30 degrees, and I was like, I think the UK forgot how to UK. I was told it was going to be, like, cold. <laughs> no. but yeah, yeah, I no. mean... That is one possibility. The other possibility is that this is just signs of the doomsday and climate change and all of that, and uh, we're all doomed. But, uh, you know, maybe it's just the first option, which is just like, oh, what's happening? And uh, nothing serious. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you you know, our kids might be listening to this in the future, so they'll know what happened. So um, Yeah, they'll know if we died in a scorching fire or not. Yeah, precisely. Um, And uh, what's uh, what's been new? What's been new with uh, Nimnim? Uh, she starts to open and close her, her hand in a way of gimme. So she used to point. Oh, and, nice. Yeah, she used to point and she was like really excited when she pointed at something and then we give it to her. She was like, yes, I made myself understood. Now she evolved to being demanding. And now she points at something and then open and close her hand like gimme, gimme. It's oh mine. my goodness. <laughs> she's, uh, yeah. she's turning out to be quite demanding, she's, isn't she? She's finding her power, which is scary. <laughs> and she's crawling super fast she she feels she, she's sonic the hedgehog and she gotta go fast so she's following <laughs> like she's following holly everywhere just like and, and super fast like really like she could put a, a puppy to shame she's really fast Ooh, i think you're already giving a bit of a spoiler who's uh who's holly you know, yeah, oh, but yeah. we'll get to there. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> I know we've been calling her partner so far, but yeah, no, uh, she she's uh, she's a named character now. Is she? Mm, I wonder why. We'll we'll see. We'll see why. Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of uh, uh, Nico, yeah, he's uh, he's kind of just developing as he's he's just babbling a lot, and he seems to like in his mind he just has uh, like some sort of vocabulary and uh, he's he's being a bit naughty as well a bit cheeky like sometimes we ask him um stuff and we go like oh no you don't don't do that don't do that and he just kind of smiles and looks at us like 
and uh, yeah so he's just being a little bit uh, cheeky but uh, uh, yeah so he's uh, babbling a lot crawling as well very very quickly so yeah pretty much pretty much that's good that's good but yeah uh, so what so what was that spoiler about well it's because today's episode as you said homebrewing aka pregnancy and like to be honest we can only experience pregnancy so far you know what i mean so who else to actually explain and share their experiences of pregnancy than the people who actually lived it so today we have very very special extraordinary magnificent guests uh martina mm. and holly who are our partners and the mothers of her babies who Perfect. are going to be sharing their their experiences and their they're right here with us, so I'll shut up so that they can introduce themselves. Uh, yeah, might be worth well, yeah, might be worth when you're introducing yourself saying whose partner you're off because uh, for those who don't know, <laughs> it's Martin and Holly. So just you know, not to keep the the listeners guessing. So yeah, over to I mean, you. Uh, who wants to go first? Uh, well, you've already named uh, Holly, so uh, Holly, I was going to say. Go first? Yeah. <laughs> hey, my name is my name is Holly. Uh, my age was kept a mystery by Bruno in an earlier episode, so I shall uh, keep it a mystery still. And I am <laughs> Bruno's partner. I am um, English. Cool. That's as far as I'm willing to do this myself. It is relevant. I introduce myself with I am English, but it seems relevant here. I'm afraid of doxing. I'm, I'm Holly, I am English. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Cool, and uh, then let's hear it from Martina. Hi, hi everyone. Um, so I'm Martina. I am Pedro's ex-girlfriend, uh, current <laughs> wife. Uh, at least what a I, think, I think this is how he introduces me to people. So uh, that's what we're going with. I am Nico's mom, um, and I am. Well, I like to say I'm Argentinian, but I do have a Portuguese passport that as much as I sometimes like to deny it, I do have it. I am Portuguese. Um, and yeah. Perfect. So these obviously you two are the uh, first two guests, and I think it's very, very fitting that it's uh, both of you. It couldn't be more perfect. So we're kind of we kind of came up with a few questions that I think we're probably going to try to ask of all of our guests, just to keep a consistent theme, um, which, you know, some of the questions work more for um, for people, depending on whether they are foreigners or not, etc. Um, but I think the first one that I'm going to ask to uh, both of you uh, is, um, which I think in this case is probably more relevant uh, to you, Martina, is uh, why did you decide to come to the UK and when did you get here? Which, you know, I know that we've covered it uh, on the podcast in previous episodes, but I want we want to hear from you. Well, um, thank you to both of you uh, for having us today. Um, it's, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, so for the first question, yeah, you kind of already said a little bit of that. So I was, I was finishing my postgrad. I was in Lisbon at the time. Um, I needed a change, uh, in my life. And while well, you, Pedro, were already planning on making some plans to go abroad and trying something different, yeah. I didn't know quite what worked for me at that point in life. So I 
tagged along. It sounded like a, a nice adventure. It was good to do it with someone else. Um, so I went with it. Uh, and this was in September 2012. Am I getting it right? Yes, that's right. I yeah, tend to get it wrong. Yeah, no, no, okay. no, 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 that's right. That's so right. yeah, September... <laughs> Almost 10 years ago. Almost 10 years ago. Uh, and yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, uh, and I think that the, the counterpart, the counterpart of this question, uh, will be uh, for you, Holly, uh, which is okay. Obviously, so you are English, so um, you were born here, and assumedly you've lived here for a while. But emigrating or moving to another country is this something that you would ever consider doing, or maybe you've already done it in part? Or what are your thoughts on living abroad? So I don't think it would count as emigrating, but I lived abroad in China for 11 months a couple of years mm, ago. So I didn't know that. I have had that experience. Uh, that nice. was just a year placement teaching English, and it was kind of a, a reboot. I wanted to kind of reboot my life and experience a brand new culture completely alien to my own. Um, and I think I learned that if I were to live somewhere other than my native country, I would want to do it with friends or family because it was quite isolating moving there with no support structure. Yeah. And I might prefer to live in a country that's somewhat more similar to my own just because the fatigue of encountering cultural aspects that were completely new to me and obviously having to translate the language, um, mm. as you well know, is exhausting. <laughs> Yeah, yeah so so basically you're saying that we immigrants are like superheroes and we have superpowers. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I could only last 11 months doing it. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, just, just <laughs> nice to, to fair, know. To be fair, I think that uh, going to China, like the, the culture is, is quite a lot more different than probably uh, between Mexico and the UK or Portugal and the UK. Uh, I remember at least that when we went to Japan, the culture shock was a, a lot greater. So um, I think it's probably even more exhausting. But yeah, th thank you very much, Holly. So, besides that uh, part on, on your side, Holly, what do you think will be, like, the best... Because, obviously, these are pre-made questions that we're asking all the, the guests, so going after that one, what do you think is the best piece of advice that you will give for the next generation? Not only Nim Nim, but in general to new to the next generations coming after us. What, what do you guys think is the best piece of advice? I just remember having a lot of anxiety when I was a teenager, when I was a child, when I was in my 20s, and it just feels like wasted potential at this point. So I would just say to enjoy your youth. Uh, kid me would hate me saying that because I hated adults saying it to me at the time. <laughs> but it really is true just to not, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Don't feel like you have to achieve the next greatest thing by the time you're 21. And actually, the 20s are a great time for just experimenting and making mistakes and learning from them, hopefully, and messing up. And you get a lot more grace than you might do at any other time in your life. So that's the time to experiment and mess around a bit. Yeah, I like it. I like it. That's good. I mean, thinking about it first. So so let me see this from the Nim's, Nim Nim's perspective. Uh, she hears her mom and it goes like, okay, uh, just, you know, make mistakes. So 
Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> no. what I was thinking. It's like you just gave carte blanche <laughs> to Nim Nim. Yeah, to yeah. Look, by the time that she's listening this episode, just tell her to listen to it at the end. You know, when she's actually yeah. doing something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This uh, will be locked you... under lock and key until she's like thirty-five. Yeah, yeah well. <laughs> but what about uh, you, Marty? Um. Well, I think that. It's a lot of pressure that you guys are putting on us, asking us about future generations. I mean, it's all on you. If if you were asking us about our kids, that would be one thing. But for future generations, that's a lot of pressure. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why I put the next generation. Why we put the next generation? It's just because we're thinking about having this question consistently for guests, and not everyone has kids or will have our kids. But I guess I guess this is a bit. For you two, it's a bit more specific to Nico and Nim Nim, but just, but of course, it applies to people to kids their age. Uh, but if you want to make it in your mind about Nico, then go for yeah, it. Yeah, that's fair enough. Well, I think that for me, you know, what what I've learned, especially in the last few years, is that you can't always be in control of things. Um, sometimes the outcomes they are not what you expect, um, and you just need to accept that as long as you can do everything that is in your hands, then you can have the peace that you have tried. Uh, you know, the, the outcome is not necessarily going to be what you wanted it to be. Uh, you could have a lot of difficulties getting to, to that place. But for me, I know that I've tried and I accept that... I couldn't have done anything different to have a different outcome. So I think that, yeah, you, you, you can't control everything and that is okay. I think Perfect. that is I mean, it, very, very good and theme, important it? advice. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I agree. That is very good and important because especially when you're starting to come into age and you're an adult, you put so much pressure on yourself to do everything right don't you? Yeah. So I yeah. think both advice are both similar and complementary. It's like, just don't yeah. worry about being an adult yet. You will be, an, believe me, you'll know when you reach an adult and there's, there's no rush. Exactly. And you can't control everything. So, you know, might as well enjoy it. I think that's, that's, that's the good combination about both of them, isn't it? You can't control everything. So enjoy your youth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But obviously the podcast is not just about foreigners and fathers. That is the crux of it. But we, as per the name implies and the themes of the episodes and the name of the episodes and everything, we're also a couple of nerdy guys. So uh, what do you think? is the nerdiest thing that because you might not consider yourself nerds and that's totally fine no discrimination here <clears throat> uh, but what is the the thing that you consider the nerdiest thing about you i used to say playing dungeons and dragons uh, that's how i met bruno um, my partner and yes. i that's how i made most of my friends um now I don't really have too much time for nerdy hobbies and interests, but I do know I'll get back to that in the future. I yeah. know this because my my dad and my mum are both nerds in their own ways. They just integrated the nerdiness into their parenting. So I have fond memories of sitting and watching Jim Henderson. Jim Henderson. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> Jim 
Henson movies and Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Farscape mm. with my mum and collecting fairy and dragon statuettes because she liked those and building small robots for my dad and being the model for his uh, movie SFX makeup. So I know that it's possible to be a nerdy parent. I'm just um, waiting for that time when I can introduce Nimway to board gaming and video gaming and Dungeons and Dragons or other other role playing tabletop games available. Wow, wow! I, I, yeah, I had no idea. That. I, I really liked hearing about that. I, I uh, had no idea, but <laughs> thinking about, uh, you know, your your parents just involving you and everything, it's good to know that it's possible because uh, it's definitely the aim, isn't it? At least for me and Bruno. And... I think she's selling herself short too, because she also plays lots of video games, and oh well, she used to play lots of video games. And she likes nerdy TV shows till this day. Like we're watching the current nerdy TV show, so there's there's all of that. But she she was telling me earlier that she was like, I don't know what to say because all of it's been put like kind of like on hold because right now my my job is being mom, so I don't know if I can still qualify myself as a nerd. I'm like, yeah, you're just busy with something else. But like she just said, you can just integrate exactly. that later, right? Exactly. It's like I'm gamergating exactly. myself. I'm yeah, imagining exactly. someone saying, when was the last time you played a video game? And I'm yeah, you're gatekeeping yourself. Away, cowering and saying, say once ago, please, please. <laughs> please, let me keep your nerd card. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, what about you, Martina? What's the uh, nerdiest thing about you? I think I have to say Harry Potter. Oh, um, yeah. Every, everyone that knows me knows that, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a big part of my life. Um, I couldn't live without Harry Potter in my life. I grew mm, up with Harry Potter, yeah. as probably a lot of people, hopefully, that are listening to the podcast too. Um, but you know, I was 11 when the books, um, well, the first movie came out, I was 11. And even though I read the books first, you know, the, the, the whole thing was uh, part of my teenage years. Um, so, yeah, I would say that's the biggest thing related to that also board games i mean we do play a lot of board games we were just playing three four board games before we recorded um, yeah that's true yeah yeah so you know <laughs> we, we we have to say that too uh, and actually one of the latest one that we finished playing is a harry potter board game yes which is true. a really good mix of two things that i very much like so yeah i think that i would have to say harry potter yeah Perfect. Good, good. That's such a uh, how the gateway uh, nerdy activity, isn't it? Like a, a lot of people discovered their nerdiness through Harry Potter. Yeah, I guess so because it opens the door to fantasy, isn't it? Yeah, it does. I think, uh, to be honest, for me, I think my nerdiness was with board games, accepting that it was okay to like board games and that it was a big part of me. Then. Accepting that, I could embrace that I was a very uh, nerdy Harry Potter fan. But I would say that it was actually board games that opened the door for me. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. And, cool. well, going to the actual nitty-gritty of the episode, the questions that are not just cookie-cut questions for, for, for guests, your own specific questions... Let's talk about Yay. the pregnancy now. 
What, so, do you mean you're not going to be asking everyone about their pregnancies? Well, no, I, I, I think <laughs> it would be weird to ask, like, my cousin Juan about his pregnancy. He, he's not very open about it. So, <laughs> so how did you guys find... Well, talking about finding out the pregnancy first, how did you guys find out? Uh, well, for us, it was with a pregnancy test. So we we had been trying for a while. It, it was something that we very much wanted, and it wasn't easy to get to that point. Um, it was a it was actually quite quite hard, and so it was very wanted. And at, at that specific point in time, I didn't think that it it was going to be the month that it happened. But for some reason, I had a hunch and I was like, I need, I need to, I'm just going to take a test and see what happens. And it was positive and I could not believe it. I, I remember walking from the bathroom to, to the lounge. Petra, Petra was in the lounge doing something. And I remember... Yeah, I was, uh, I was playing Spider-Man. We had just gotten the PS5 and I was just playing Spider-Man. I had no idea you were going oh, to do yeah. that test. No, no, because it wasn't planned. It was not just, exactly. it happened. Um, yeah. And I just, I couldn't believe it. And I, and I was... I had a very stupid face, and I was like... It's... It was late at night, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, it's, it's positive, it's actually positive. And talking about it later, Petra was like, oh yeah, I, I, I kind of had like a, an idea that it could be. And I was like, I oh, had yeah. no idea! <laughs> I had no idea! So it was... In a my, way, it my, was a... my blind optimism strikes again. Yeah, maybe that was what it was. <laughs> um, no, it was, a, it was a lovely surprise in the middle of, of everything that... Um, that was happening. I mean, we were in the middle of the pandemic. It had been a, a yeah. really rough couple of years mm, for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was a it was a lovely surprise. It was really good. Oh, that's really nice. What well, What about you guys? I can't remember the details. <laughs> I remember that we were trying, and I was tracking it on an app. So my app told me, you know, it's been around the. Uh, approximate amount of time is in the right. Maybe you should take tests, basically. <laughs> yeah. So I started taking tests to check, but I don't remember much more than that. I got you, honey. It's fine. I remember it perfectly because I obviously was you very actually excited. Remember. Oh, I'm I'm curious to hear about these. Go on. Yeah. So basically, I I I because we were trying. Which, uh, I don't know if TMI, but we didn't try for that long. It was like a month, a month and a half, and that's it. So we were very lucky in that wow. regard. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were very lucky in that regard. Everyone, in, I, we met people that had literally tried for like two years, were about to give up, and then they had the happy surprise. We tried for like no more than two months, tops. Like. I do remember you getting the first negative result on the first pregnancy test and immediately going into, well, that's it, we're never going to... Yeah, oh the my first goodness. time I got it, I'm like, well, that's it, I'm sure I'm infertile. It was all those kicked to the nuts when I was doing white tie. This is ruined. But I developed this joke in which I was, uh, every time I, Holly came out of the bathroom, even without a test, I was just going, maybe baby? And every time she felt she felt wrong or, or there was something like she had a stomachache or something, I was like, maybe, baby? And <laughs> so that time she came out of the bathroom, it was proper night. We were about to go to bed on, on holiday schedule. So we were, it was about 9 p.m. 
<laughs> and and she came out of the bathroom and I'm like, maybe, baby? And she said like, yes, baby. And I was like, wait, what? It's like, yeah, the test say baby. I'm like, um, how? I, I was like in disbelief. I was like, how, how certain are those tests? Because also when I was a kid, like pharmacy tests where all, you were always hearing about these false positives and blah, blah, blah. And Holly was like, no, no, th this is it. Not maybe baby, baby. So yeah, that, wow. that's how it happened. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And to, yeah, I mean, how, how were you, how were you guys feeling? Like, uh, what were your first thoughts about that? Uh, your first feeling? Well, I was uh, ecstatic. I, I, I was really, really happy and, and looking forward to it. And also I felt like a dog that caught the bone. It's like, oh, okay, and now what? What do I do now? Now that I got I mean, it, I what, what do I do yeah. next? Yeah. yeah. How about I you, mean, honey? I was apprehensive, scared. It's a big lifestyle change, and I have historically not been great at big lifestyle changes. It takes me a while to come around to change. And obviously, this is a biggie. <laughs> yeah, well, fortunately, you had... Fortunately, you had nine months to prepare for that change. Yes. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I mean, for, for, for me, I, I remember just, like, yeah, being very, 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 very happy, just, like, ecstatic uh, about it. Um, yeah, feeling, yeah, very, very, very happy. And, uh, yeah, what, what about you? Well, for me, there were a lot of... Mixed, mixed feelings. feelings I mean, the, yeah, the whole pregnancy was like that. Um, we actually lost two pregnancies before this one. So the first, the first pregnancy, we lost it quite late. Um, we were about what four weeks from our due date. Mm, yeah. um, so that was our little Noah. We called him. Um, and he was born sleeping, so I did go through the whole birth experience without taking a baby home at the end, which was, you know, a, a whole other side of a very difficult time. Uh, but then after that, uh, we did, I did get pregnant again, and it was, as they call it, a suspected ectopic pregnancy, so they, they couldn't find it. But I, it was testing positive at the hospital. I had to have surgery for it. Um, so, you know, when that test was positive at that point, it was a culmination of a lot of feelings, anxiety, what's going to happen now? Could it be ectopic? Are we actually going to have a baby with us at the end? Uh, but we were so, so happy. I was so happy that finally we could try and, and see if, if we were going to get to to the end this time, I think that that was the yeah, main there feeling were, there, for there me were getting to the end. There were definitely quite a lot of uh, mixed feelings there, but the prevalent one would just feel very, very happy. Very happy. Well, I'm I'm so glad you're able to look back at it with so much joy, and I, I have to say, I know it's it's a hard subject, but I just wanted to comment how beautifully you put it and how. Like, I don't know, the way you said he was born sleeping, you you could feel all the, the love and care little Noah still has. So uh, I yeah. just wanted to, to say that that it was a, from hearing it, 
it, weirdly enough, it was a very nice story and a very nice way of, of hearing about that experience. So thank you for, for sharing it. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Bruno. I think that, you know, it's, it's being such a difficult situation. One, one thing that we can take from it is that he was always warm and happy and love. That's all that he's ever known because he was, you know, in my tummy with all the cuddles that we were giving him. So yeah, yeah, it, it is, it is a tough thing and it will always be with us, but we have walked through it at this point and it just, it, it's with us, but it's not our present anymore. Yeah, indeed. It's, yeah, I think that's, that's a good way of putting it. It's, it's a part of us, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's something that we've been through, and it's a part of us. I think that's that's a good way of putting. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But now we have our little Nico, who is right now hopefully sleeping or yeah, very close hopefully. to that. We yeah. hope. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. now that you mention it, I think it's important to say a little caveat. Nim Nim just woke up, so we have my mom doing <laughs> her best to take care of her. But if we have to cut the the podcast short on the episode, please don't kill us. My mom is doing her best for trying to <laughs> nah. take care of Nim Nim. <laughs> nah, that makes sense, makes yeah, sense, makes acceptable. Sense. And in, in that vein, speaking about, I, I mean, you've touched on it a little bit, um, but um, in, in that same vein, uh, when it comes to the pregnancy and when you guys are going through the pregnancy, um, how did you feel like for example there's a few things and a few steps isn't it like you you have the first scan you have a, a 20 week scan etc so during the pregnancy uh, how did you feel that it that it went um i think it i i felt very supported throughout the pregnancy with everything that had happened everyone was on high alert besides the usual midwife care um i had uh, a specialist doctor looking after me, looking after us. Um, she was a maternal fetal specialist um, who had been with us through the previous pregnancy with Noah, so she knew our history, she knew what we had gone through. She wasn't very good with bedside manner. Yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> terrible in that sense, but you could tell that she was very careful and very meticulous and always making sure that we were safe and that we had all the information that was available. Which worked out really well for us because we work very well with having information. Yeah, we prefer knowing things and dealing with that information when we have it. Um, so, you know, it was, it had a lot of, up and downs because emotionally wasn't easy therapy was definitely part of all of the pregnancy um which was uh, I i'm glad that i did it that we did it uh, because it was very important to go through all the emotions that we were feeling and having uh but i think it, it was good i mean the first scan was a bit scary because i had to because i had a suspected ectopic pregnancy then you have to have one at around six weeks 
to make sure that the pregnancy is in the right place. Um, in case you don't know what an ectopic pregnancy is actually, that would be a pregnancy that is developing usually on, uh, on the fallopian tubes or it could be somewhere else that is not uh, the womb. Uh, so they, they have to check on that to make sure that it's viable and it, it was very scary because we were in the middle of the pandemic so Petra couldn't go in with me I had to do it by myself it, I was oh, panicking wow. it was it was traumatic a little bit to do it uh, but well fortunately the outcome was positive and and the, the, the nurse that was with me she was lovely and she was holding my hand. So I didn't feel lonely, but I would have rather obviously have Pedro with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was one of the biggest challenges. Um, and uh, what about what about you guys? How, how did it go with your first scan and everything? We also had a slightly earlier scan than was scheduled. I think the first scan you're supposed to get, is it 12 weeks? I think yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I think we had ours at nine, ten weeks because I had some spotting, um, which uh, means I was bleeding a little bit. Uh, so the uh, hospital triage midwifery team uh, recommended that I go into the hospital to have a scan just to check that everything was as it should be. Um, I remember getting very scared about that. Uh, I remember at work they sent me home for the day and that made me more scared because they they were almost more scared than I was at first. I didn't mm. really realise how much of a big deal it could have been. Um, but luckily when we did get to the scan, it was all okay. And it did mean that we got to have, um, have confirmation that there was a viable pregnancy at an earlier stage than we normally would. Yeah. And it wasn't... I, I, I mean, I don't know why, because I was going to ask some dumb question. I was going to say, is that the one in which we found out the gender was done? No, we didn't. No. But, yeah, no, obviously not. But I remember I got really... It's because I got really emotional in two scans. Obviously, I couldn't go to all scans because of the pandemic. But I was able to go to two different scans. and Or more. But I remember getting very, very, very emotional in two of the scans I attended. In the first one... Obviously, because I got confirmation that baby was still there and that they were doing fine and everything was okay. And also mm -hmm. in the one in which we found out the gender, because I'm like, yay, my baby girl, I'm having a baby girl. So that, that was also very, like, emotional. Um, but yeah, I, it was also a little bit scary, I'm not going to lie. I, I kept putting a, a brave front of, like, nah, it's fine, a little bit spotting, not, nothing happens, it's cool. But obviously, once you actually hear... Then now everything is fine. You do get a... <sighs> so, yeah, yeah, that, that did happen. I remember feeling relieved that everything was fine and then also relieved that I was relieved because, for me, I was so oh, scared. I I, again, it's all, it's because almost... I... Sorry, Holly, go on. I was just saying, because I tend to second-guess myself and I have doubts right before any big change, um, mm. I was yeah. so scared that I would feel... Relieved that not, yeah, yeah, but you were relieved that everything was fine. It's like, oh, okay, I'm happy that I'm happy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's yeah. it's almost as if you didn't realize that you were holding your breath 
and you were holding your breath for hours or for days and then suddenly you hear those words saying everything is fine and you get to breathe again and you know you you didn't realize that you weren't you weren't exactly breathing up until that point but it's mm. yeah <laughs> Exactly, that's actually a good way to put it, Marty. Perfect. And obviously, the the pregnancies, uh, a lot of it is in-house, but especially here in the, the UK, because that's not a practice I'm, I'm used to, but you have all the, the midwife support. So how was that experience to you guys? How, uh, uh, like, how... Also, when I say you guys, I mean you, honey, and, and Marty. The guys, for me, is just like an, a universal yeah. term that I throw mm -hmm. around. But how was having a, a midwife support, for example? How was how was it for you, honey? So I remember it was slightly awkward because, again, because of the pandemic, the midwives were moved into our local libraries, and so I worked within the library sector at that time. So I kind of I was going to say yeah. <laughs> yes, I had to. Um, I say had to. I had a little catch up with my colleagues every time I went for a midwife appointment um, and I remember partway through they said okay we're now moving you from a dedicated midwife to a midwife team essentially they meant they were, uh, didn't have enough staff to have a dedicated midwife so I should expect to see any midwife that was on duty when I needed them mm. but was it was that strange I did, I did prefer having the dedicated midwife for as long as I had her for. Unfortunately, she didn't get to come to the hospital for the birth that she had <laughs> anticipated. So she wasn't there for the entire journey, but then we caught up with her again after the birth. Oh yeah, we did. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. What about you? How, how did you feel? Because I think that for Martina it's slightly different in a way, just, even just from the background, just being not from the UK. Um, and uh, I'll tell a little bit from my end as well in terms of I didn't really know before I came here that there was a midwife support and that it was slightly different from, from other countries and everything. Um, so how did it go and, uh, uh, what, uh, uh, and how did it compare to, like, for example, in Portugal? Uh, uh, like Argentina? Um, well, I, I don't know that much about either of them, to be honest. I do know that in Portugal is you don't really have midwives. Uh, when you're pregnant, you, you see an obstetrician, and the obstetrician is the one that will be following the pregnancy. I know that you have one more scan that you have here, so you would have one on the first trimester, the second trimester, and the third trimester. Um, but other than that, I'm not too sure. In Argentina, I read a little bit about it, and they have parteras, which would be something similar to a midwife, but I think that it would be more towards the end, when you're in labor and you're in hospital. I think that that's where they would give you that sort of support. Uh, but funnily enough, when I was looking into this bit, uh, preparing for, for this episode, I was looking into an old memory box and I found my mom's pregnancy book, um, where she had like the measurements of her tummy, how much she weighed when, when she found out that she 
that she was pregnant. Uh, I found out that she was smoking during pregnancy, which was <laughs> unacceptable. Oh yeah, that yeah. explains a lot. Oh, <laughs> come on, Runa. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it, it was lovely to find that, the, uh, all the advice that they were giving at the time. Um, a big thing about breastfeeding, curiously In enough. Uh, In Watson. You know, uh, breast is best kind of thing that, you know, we still hear about it nowadays, but there's there's a lot more support if you can't breastfeed or if you don't want to breastfeed. Um, I didn't find a lot of things different or much different than what we see nowadays, which was interesting for a um, country in development. Uh, so I don't call it a third world country as I usually do, uh, <laughs> joking. But yeah, no, it was it was really it was a lovely to find that that thing there um, and to see what the pregnancy notes were at the time. Yeah, of course, that that actually is a nice thing to have. And obviously, I'd never been through the experience, but I remember when my sister gave birth to both my nieces. And there's no midwife. Since the beginning, you get a sign of OBGYN. They track the whole pregnancy. They deliver the, the baby. And that's it. But when you mentioned preparing for the, the podcast, you actually uh, brought a nice segue for the next question, which is how did you prepare for delivery? Uh, Anyone I... want to answer that one? <laughs> <laughs> Well, for me, um, well, as I said, it wasn't my first one, so I kind of knew what to expect. Not that that prepares you any better. Um, I knew that I wanted an epidural, which, uh, spoiler alert, didn't happen. Um, and I had... So I had... I did a, a hypnobirthing course. Uh, not so much. A big part of that is affirmations and and that kind of thing, which is not my thing. Like, I am well, everything is fine, my baby is safe. Mm, they don't work for me. But they do have a lot of other interesting parts. Uh, for example, breathing techniques and um, what sort of uh, massages could your partner do to help you. Uh, and and that that was that was good. That was interesting. Uh, it gave me tools to feel a little bit more in control again in the middle of and you know something that I couldn't control at all, like uh, delivery. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. What about you, honey? How did you prepare for the the delivery? I took some online courses. Because of the pandemic, I, uh, there weren't any in-person courses being run. Um, it was a big industry booming actually at that time around online pregnancy-related courses. So you really had to be careful with which ones you went for. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I took a few online courses. I started adapting my diet. Um, I think at the 35 week mark, I started eating dates every morning for breakfast, which is supposed to help ripen the uh, womb, so to speak, I believe. Oh, okay. I my facts wrong here. I, I mean, we did, we, did talk, 
we did talk about a few things, didn't we, Holly, at the time? Um, yes. Do you remember when, when you got when you got the tens machine, which is it, it's a machine that usually helps you during contraction, so you, the pain is not as strong. Um, so yeah, I remember talking about the raspberry leaf tea. Do you remember that? Yes, I remember. We have raspberries in our gardens. So we had it easily tanned, but I actually got Bruno to drink it first because I didn't quite want to risk it being pregnant. <laughs> it, it turned out it was absolutely not the right thing to be taking. Yeah, 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 I remember that. And, and it tasted it tasted horrible. I, I remember you gave me some of those leaves from, <laughs> so I could make some of that tea. And it was just so disgusting. Well, so I, I remember... I remember the moment in which we gave you the tea because she was the one who grinded the leaves in our spice grinder and it ended up looking like it was weed and you were like, is this supposed <laughs> to help for the pregnancy? Oh the yeah, pain, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like your, your homecoming thingy and, and Holly's like, no, 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 it's raspberry tea, if you drink it, it's not sweet, don't smoke it, smoking is bad. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, there's only so much you can do to, to prepare. So, on the actual pregnancy itself, what was expected and what was a complete surprise? Um, I expected the nausea, but I didn't expect it to be all day long and for weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, I found that really unpleasant. Other people had it much worse. I think I was just being quite sensitive about it. I no, 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 did. no. Let's not. Let's not. You know. Let Let's not do that. Your the way that you went through it is perfectly valid. Other people might have had it worse, but it was perfectly valid. If you weren't feeling well, you weren't feeling well. It's valid. I suppose that's true. And there's so much I can't remember about the pregnancy. The fact that I do remember the nausea made it must have been quite striking for me. Yeah. I yeah. Remember feeling hot all the time and thinking that phrase "pregnancy glow" just means that the person is sweaty because. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's something sweating because I know I was. And That's why you're glowing, e yeah. Yes. I didn't expect the leg cramps towards the end of pregnancy. I didn't expect the level of exhaustion. I knew it was tiring, but mm. I was exhausted even in the first trimester. Um, and I expected the needing to go to the toilet all the time. Well, yeah. What about you, Marty? Um, I think that... You know, the, the, the fatigue, the hunger, I was hungry all the time, um, there was a lot of anxiety as well, but, but those were sort of, you know, expected things. Um, I think, I know, unexpected, so you expect stretch marks, to have stretch marks because your skin is stretching because you're growing a human being that is stretching your skin to make space for um, themselves uh, and I thought I was cleared I was on the clear and it was all fine and then suddenly something like I don't know a week before Nico was born uh, suddenly I was full of new uh, stretch marks that I have no idea where they came from <laughs> how quickly Same. they came from or why because it was all so good and suddenly they well here they are they, they're still with me they will be forever at one point maybe if in future I might blame Nico a little bit for it no just joking but uh, <laughs> no no just kidding just kidding uh, but yeah I think that I thought that was uh, in the clear and I didn't expect 
for them to show up so late in the game. It's unfair. It's unfair. It's hilarious. It it's hilarious because you obviously can't see her, but Holly's just nodding as extremely <laughs> as Holly can, which is not that right? much. But she's like, yes, yes, that's true. Yeah, that's unfair. Yeah. <laughs> I felt so betrayed because I had done things by the book. I had used bio oil on my stomach and yes. danger regions. And it all looked fine, like you said, and then a week before... Boom. <laughs> yes. I mean, if it makes yes. you if it makes you guys feel anything better, I had had stretch marks since I was like 16. So it's Oh, yeah, so, so did I. So did I. But you know, you think you're in the clear. You're, you're, you're expecting them all your pregnancy. And then when you think that that's it, well, no, it isn't. They Baby has another there. surprise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, exactly. Talking about surprises, turns out that pregnancy is quite a complicated subject. And four people talking, it's almost double the time. So I think we're going to have to cut the episode on on this part and, and dedicate a, a part two, not too far along from the the future. Uh, so I, if it's okay, we, me and Pedro are just going to stay in for a bit, but we, we will let our, our lovely guests go. Uh, we will have a, a part two of the, the episode. But if you, if you girls, first and foremost, for my part, uh, before I, I ask you to say your goodbyes and your promise to come back, I just want to thank you so much for taking time of your busy, busy times as moms. And I want to make a public acknowledgement that being a mom is much more time consuming than being a dad. And I do want to express that publicly. I, I cannot stress how much admiration I have for you and what you do. So thank you so much for taking time out of that super important task to come and, and play along with us in this project that we're doing for our babies. I know that they will be extremely happy to hear you on it and I'm looking forward to have you in the future. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having us. Um, thank you for the questions. Um, and I guess we'll be back. Yeah, you will be back. I think it's very, very fitting that, you know, this is quite an important uh, topic in terms of the pregnancy. There's a lot of it to cover. And I guess that when we were putting the script of this episode together, I don't regret it because I think that having this large script and dedicating so much attention to it is definitely the right thing. But I guess we didn't anticipate how much there was to say. And, uh, um, I, we, you know, as Bruno was saying, we really, really appreciate your input and we really appreciate you coming on to talk about your experience. So yeah, th thank thank you both. No, thank you guys. Uh, please don't stay too long because you know we Holly and I might take the first shift, but you will be on duty later. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're yeah, underway. We're right. underway. You want to say goodbye, honey, before you leave because you're almost halfway through the door. <laughs> thank you and thank you, Marty, for reminding. Bye. See you guys later. Bye. -bye. So yeah, much more uh, in-depth subject than we thought, huh? Yeah, there's quite a lot on it. There's quite a lot on it. But uh, as I was saying, I think it's very, very fitting. And I really did enjoy uh, having them here. And I guess I guess the way that we'll do this is we'll make this episode like part one. Uh, and then we'll uh, we'll come back and we'll finish part two and we'll have them as guests again. So keep you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. If you're listening to these, keep, keep on the lookout for that. And I'm sure you'll be able to hear them again, which I'm sure all of you will enjoy. I really, I really enjoyed it. No, definitely. I'm just surprised that, for example, I'm looking at our, our skeleton script because, like we said in the past, this is not 
we don't have uh, basically like a script, but we do have an idea of what we want to touch. We barely scratched the first half. So I'm surprised yeah. how in that you can go, but I'm amazed that we went there and I'm so happy that they came and, and played with us for a bit. So that's, that's really nice. And yeah, so did you find out anything new, mate? Did you not know? Did you find Ooh. something new about this uh, in this episode now that they're not here? Putting me on the spot. Uh, well, I was surprised that uh, Martinez's uh, mom was smoking when, when, you know, I guess <laughs> the late uh, the late 80s were a different time. And I'm sure that a lot of, uh, you know, mums were doing that at the time. But it, it's, you know, nowadays it just seems unbelievable, isn't it? You, you wouldn't you wouldn't think that nowadays. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it does sound... Yeah, it's like you're saying, it sounds so normal. I'm pretty sure a lot of people were doing it or drinking. And yeah, drinking. yeah, yeah exactly. True. And now you will be like excommunicated if someone were to do that to you, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, what, what about you? Did you find anything new? Well, I, I found um, out a lot of new things about Holly, but uh, I guess that's more normal. Yeah, that, yeah well, um, I was going to say, I found a lot of new stuff about uh, Marty, but no, I think... If anything, I found out that we have a lot of memories that are complementary. So there's stuff that I might not remember and she does. And now there's mm. stuff that I remember that she didn't. For example, the pregnancy test that she thought she might have done it alone. And I was like, no, I was right there. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and again, I, I, I found that, <coughs> not that I found out. But I, I basically got a, a reminder on just how complicated maternity and pregnancy can be, you know? Oh my goodness, yeah, they were going through that and I was just thinking, well, I don't want to say it like that because it, it, it's, it's a bit of a kind of a shitty thing to say, but it's like, let's just, let's, let me put this in a different way. Women do go through a lot that we men don't have to go through um, and uh, it's, um, it's, it's unbelievable how tough they can be, for sure. Yeah, exactly. But if, if anything, it just gives us an excuse to not have to think of a new subject, because now we just can do part two of this. So it's, it's yes. going to save us some job, <laughs> some work. Oh, yeah, I mean. nothing like being lazy because we overprepared before. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that might mean that the next, that part two might not be coming uh, for a few weeks, but I think that's good, you know. Um, I think that actually gives us a good opportunity. So uh, if any of you listening have any questions for um, for Martina or for Holly, um, that they are named characters now, so that's what we're going with. Uh, yeah. But if you have any questions about how the pregnancy was or even anything to do with how they met us, um, just send us an email or contact us on any of our social media and uh, uh, you know maybe once they come back they can answer some of those questions and who knows there's just quite a lot of things to do here so there might even be a part three who knows we'll see it's it's a good subject to have multiple parts though yeah i'm just afraid that they're gonna say replace the hosts <laughs> yeah that's true that's true maybe they need to do their own yeah, do their own thing. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to be careful, man. They're gonna steal the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Precisely, precisely. So cool. I think we can leave it at this point um, in this part one episode. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for for taking the time, man. As always, to to have this 
weekly chats with me. Really, really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, same to you. Uh, I really uh, enjoy these as, as usual. And, um, you know, it's it's weird. It's Some of the episodes have already gone out. And, uh, I've, I, you know, I think we found our groove. I think we found our rhythm. And, uh, yeah, it's always, uh, it's always nice. So keep on the lookout. We're enjoying these. We're going to keep doing it. Um, uh, and, yeah, so keep following us on our journey. And uh, uh, just... As normal, always send us any feedback, anything that you have. Um, if you have, um, if you want to know more about some of the topics we discussed on this episode, uh, just check the description for any relevant links and the resources. Um, as mentioned, follow us on social media, uh, write to us, um, tell us about your own experience going through pregnancy, or maybe your partner went through pregnancy. Uh, how did you guys prepare? And uh, very, very important, please remember to subscribe subscribe and rate us on uh, whatever your platform is, uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, any of your other favorite uh, podcast apps. Uh, it really does it really help a lot. Yeah, yeah, it really does help a lot. Also, oh, and that's, I, that's valid for any family and friends that are listening but haven't yet rated us. Hello. Yeah, like what you're doing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also, I'm, I'm sorry that we've been a little bit lacing it on the social media. Please understand that so far... This is just, like we said, our passion project. So life's been hectic a bit right now. So do bear with us so we can catch up on all the social medias. But so far, we know for sure we're on Facebook if you want to search for us. But I will say that yeah. the best way to contact us uh, right now would be on the email, contact at foreignersandfathers.com. We're going to yeah. be checking that as often as we can. So please feel free to, like Pedro said, send any suggestions. Uh, any possible topics you want us to touch, any difference in opinion that you have, or any corrections or amendments you want us to to do, and stay tuned yeah. for the, the next episode, who is going to come out next week, unless you're a future listener, in which case you probably can just skip to it right away. So, next episode is going to be getting a new party member, so I guess you can pretty much get an idea of what the subject will be with that title but yeah for my yeah. part that has been all thank you so much for taking your time listener out of the your day to to share with us and nim nim nico if you're hearing this in the future thank you so much for uh well for everything you do for us really i was gonna say thank you for listening and everything but that will be cutting it short thank you for for being part of our lives and oh, again i'll i'll good. say goodbye bye bye Thank you bye so bye. much and see you next time. Bye. See you next time. Bye.